podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone, this podcast series is part of our effort to help job seekers and professionals navigate the unprecedented times or the COVID-19 times that we find ourselves in. For this episode, I am joined by Caroline Brown. The topic of today's podcast is how to find a job before it is advertised. So let's talk to Caroline and find out some of the ideas and strategies around finding a job before it is advertised. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are listening this uh, LinkedIn live. Uh, this is part of, uh, you know, mine, Caroline's effort to bring a career care package to everyone in the in the unprecedented times that we find ourselves in. Uh, the idea is to provide support, guidance, insights, inspirations to job seekers who are struggling to find a job or who are currently in transition or who have lost jobs so uh, you know we'll be we'll be coming to you live uh, every day every weekday at 3 p.m melbourne time um, you know on your screen uh, to to make sure that we bring new guests new ideas and new inspirations to your uh, you know your life um, you know because we uh, we believe uh, that uh, you know, the unprecedented times that we find ourselves in requires unprecedented response, and this is our way to contribute. So I'm from I'm right now in India, locked down until 14th of April, and hopefully we can or I can fly, uh, you know, the next or the following day after the lockdown is over. Uh, and Caroline, you are still in Painesville. In sunny Gippsland, yes, very good. It's actually another beautiful day down here and one of the things I make myself do every day is go for a walk and have a look at the lake and enjoy the sunshine and take a little bit of a break in the downtime because, you know, there's actually two schools of thought that I I keep seeing and reading about. One is use this time, use this time, be productive, make things happen, do your course, set yourself up, da-da-da-da-da. And then the other one is, no, just chill. 
let let it let it absorb make you know make a, a good decision but make it make it slowly and and reflect so it's interesting that it, it, there are two streams of thoughts about how to manage um this this situation as well so yeah i find it find it very interesting so you can say that you're in lockdown neshad but you're certainly not they can't keep you down, can they? <laughs> no, no, they can't. And you know, this is <laughs> my. <laughs> this is this is my dose of uh, of inspiration. Uh, I was talking to a few people yesterday, and I said, uh, you know, I suggested uh, that uh, you know maybe we got to find a routine, uh, things mm. that we, uh, you know, we want to do, or things that that we might draw energy from. It might just be pursuing something that you always wanted to do. It mm. might be listening to music. It might be, um, you know, learning a, a, a particular skill, you know, on Udemy, Coursera, whichever place that you want to go to. But mm. finding that that in that routine uh, is incredibly important. And this is my routine. You know, I wake up, uh, you, know, you know, finish my breakfast, everything, and I'm ready for my LinkedIn Live. So it kind of kicks off my day, you know, in a very positive way. Mm. That I'm of service to to other people and share, you know, things that are, uh, you know, that are happening with me and you know things which which make sense to the job seekers. So mm. without without you know talking about much about ourselves, let's let's dive in into this topic of uh, being entrepreneurial, uh, um, you know, and and being more sort of creative being different uh you know when i uh, you know there, there are a lot of quotes around this idea of being entrepreneur but one of the quotes that i always like to talk about is by uh, muhammad yunus the nobel peace prize winner of bangladesh and he says that we were all entrepreneurs before the industrialization came uh, you know we had to hunt for food and we have to you know, fetch water. We had to do everything by ourselves. But once the industrialization kicked in, we became labor and we became, uh, you know, that we are just part of one industrial workforce. And, you know, we forgot that by by instinct, we are all entrepreneurs. Now, I'm, and I really want to also differentiate and, you know, Carolyn, I will probably need your, uh, you know, assistance with that is that we, you know, being entrepreneur is different to be having an entrepreneurial thinking. And what we are talking about today is entrepreneurial thinking is, is a way for you to think like an entrepreneur because what entrepreneurs are effective in doing is, is identifying problems. Uh, you know, you know, kind of consolidating, consolidating a solution, in presenting it. Uh, what yeah. What do you mean, uh, Caroline, about when we say on being entrepreneurial? Is that what you mean? If you want to elaborate further on that? Yeah, it's a. I guess it's an approach to um, creating or find or finding or creating a job. Um, so it's not necessarily starting a business but it, it oh. is about being uh, resourceful and having ideas and also that other element about you know I think you sort of touched on problem solving but the other element about being an entrepreneur is to ask as well oh. so timing and asking um, so yeah that's what what I, I generally mean about being oh. entrepreneurial to find a job and when you think about it um, you know the number of full-time jobs in Australia oh. and other countries similar has been 
shrinking um, yeah. over the last you know, 50 years. And the, the you know, we, people in sort of the career research area talk about this idea of a portfolio career where you have a number of streams that you're running at the same time. So you might have a part-time part-time role and then a side gig as something else. And yep. so um, that kind of idea about being on, you know, but to, to make that work, you actually need to be sourcing those opportunities for you, for yourself. So, yeah, that's what I mean about, like, mm. being entrepreneurial, mm. um, not to be yeah. mistaken for running your own business or, or doing that, sure. but certainly, um, you know, being able to um, pick your mark moment, pick your mark, pick your approach um, and, and don't be afraid to... Um, don't be afraid to do it. So, um, yeah, yeah that, that yeah, that's that's basically what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 I agree. And and you know, you know, for, you know, before you even start to kind of consider what approach to pick, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, important thing is to understand what what problems do you solve, where you know, where your because you got to be able to take the you know your skill assessment or you know SWOT analysis whatever that we want to say mm. and find out what what kind of core skill do you have and what kind of problems number one is what kind of problems you have solved in the past now we are talking mm. about problems here we are not talking about the tasks that you had there's mm. always a difference right mm. you know, the, the task could be you know i'll give you an example and i think we uh, previously also spoke about it, where the task of a reception is to pick up a phone call and uh, you know an answer that's that's mm. what reception task is but mm. the problem that the reception solves is that reception improves the productivity of the mm. people in the office but if the reception is aware of the problem that he or she solves then it makes a hell of a difference to to his or her approach when, mm. when they go out to find work or how they present themselves and how they project themselves. So mm. I think that's, the, that's, that's the, 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 the fundamental thing is that what problems do you solve is the first question that you have to mm. you know, kind of answer. What are yeah. your thoughts on how do people really kind of find uh, yeah. you know, uh, what problems do they solve? Yeah, it's a. I mean, we talk it like we talk in very theory terms a lot of the time, and I think people need to actually connect to to what that means. Um, a, what, this time last year, I wrote a blog post, and it was ten ways that I created jobs and opportunities for myself. And one of them, and this is a get around, you know, what problem do you solve? Um, one of them was when I was studying, I, I studied a postgrad diploma in Australian tourism. And this is a great example if you don't have experience in the area, right? So a lot of people may need to change sectors or, or, or careers during, during this time. So this example is a great example of if you don't have experience in the area. So I'd just done my postgrad. I had no experience. But what I did while I was studying um, tourism was I interviewed the, I think it was a community director um, uh -huh. at St Kilda Council at the time because I was doing a research project or an assignment on um, the history of tourism in St Kilda uh -huh. as a destination and all the types uh -huh. of ways that had changed and the, the markets that it attracted and how that had left its mark on the 
you know, the destination and that type yep. of thing. So I interviewed the guy. And then um, after that, I followed up with him and I sent him a copy of the, the report that I wrote. And I said, thank you so much for um, giving me your um, information or insight. I really enjoyed um, writing this and now I really feel like I've got a great understanding of St Kilda and what it's done. If you have anything that comes up within your department around, you know, research or strategy, defining a strategy, I'd, I'd really love to help with that because I've got got this, this background knowledge now. So I planted the seed for a couple of ideas and he came back to me and he said, well, actually, um, what we need is our tourism strategy rewritten. Um, could you write it for us? So... Um, I'd looked at, well, I, I had this understanding of the destination. Um, what would be the next step from doing that research? And, you know, not knowing if they already had a strategy or not, but just planting a couple of seeds with that. So I could help with further research or, you know, defining a strategy that came, came out of that. So that was my first job. And what I did, that was a great resume builder. Um, it, was a, it was a like a month's job you know, um, but it was a great resume builder um, for my, to go on my resume. And I had no experience in that area apart from oh. the interest that I had in the town or the suburb and, um, you know, my, the course that I'd done. And, um, you know, that that basically um, helped me go on to get secure other interviews and, and jobs in that sector. Yeah. So that's an example of a problem, you know, they didn't have it. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a few other examples as well, but I'm sure you've got similar um, similar examples from maybe your clients. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one of, one of the clients that I worked with and he came with, um, you know, significant experience in, in uh, governance and finances, things that I did not even understand, honestly. Mm. And uh, you know, I you know, he came from Singapore. Uh, this goes three, four years back, and he finished the training program, uh, and he was getting a little bit of you know interviews, and he started to go for the interviews, and then it disappeared. So after six months uh, or so, it it popped up on my LinkedIn that he started work, you know, as such and such. So I said, I reached out to him and I said, you know, congratulations, you know, you know, you finally landed a job, blah blah blah. And he said, that's not a job; it's a, it's a, it's my own thing that I've started. And I said, that's fascinating. Yeah. Well, you know, how come? And you know, he clearly said to me that you know he identified um, you know his skills are more into into help helping small family trust manage their governance and. Uh, and, and financial compliances and everything effectively. And he knew that particular area very well. And that's what he started to do, is mm. that he started his own practice and approaching family trusts through mm. networking and connections. And he yeah. ended up managing first family trust, a small one, but that occupied him for three, four days in a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you know, they said, Nishal, it's a, it's a job that I created yeah for myself and he said there might be other people who are doing same thing i'm not sure but you know he was able still able to create that mm. uh you know something yeah. for him out of absolutely nothing it wasn't something that he planned yeah but you know eventually he thought that i you know this requires me to think on my own feet yeah and i need to take that that amount of uh, you know that amount of risk and and i, I really want to talk about that aspect because 
there is one in your example, Caroline, mm. and you know, my client's example is clear, is that there is a risk associated with it. Mm. You know, because there is one aspect is that you've got predictable, uh, you know, normally how we are trained is that even though you and I know that we, you know, we talk about it, there are many career practitioners talk about the aspect of, you know, similar things, but I think we are so tuned to do the things in which everyone is doing. Yeah. That Can I give you another, another example? Sorry. Yeah, please. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to give you another example that occurred to me yeah. when you were saying um, one of my, uh, well, actually, as a student um, at Ames, they used to do job, mm. job hunting, um, a skill yeah. max program for skill migrants to get a job. Anyway, I did a presentation on how to get a job as a skilled migrant using LinkedIn. And he came to me and he said, Carolyn, I notice you've got an app on the iPhone, but you don't have an Android app. He said, how about, I'm an app developer, how about I actually um, help you with that for free? And we didn't want him to work on, on that for free, so obviously we paid him. But once yeah. he done that I started to recommend him to um, and he was struggling to get work because he you know he's from Iran um, I started to recommend him in my network to people I said oh, I've got this great guy that's just jumped in and helped me do something really quickly and it's fantastic and so I started to recommend him to my network and he picked up other um, other, other other short term roles, and then um, he ended up getting a job um, internally at Optus doing that. And he's since gone back into his own business. But again, yeah. you know that, that act of I notice you've got this again problem solving. I notice you've got this, but yeah. you don't have that. That's something that yeah. could help you. Um, yeah. yeah. So absolutely perfect example. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the, and the, you know that's what we so you know going back to the same thing is is that you know. I think most of us are are aware of the problems that that exist in the in in the business world, but it's that it's that uh, one is observation that you you know you kind mm -hmm. of talk to people and you 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 know you being curious about what how organizations really function, what challenges do they have, mm -hmm. and then finding a way for you to position yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is is a is a classic uh, sort of example. That's how management consultants, mm -hmm. you know, in my work, is that they they go and find a challenge that they that they think that exists, mm -hmm. and then they position themselves, and then they uh, kind of propose a solution. That's what we meant by being entrepreneurial. And I want to go back mm -hmm. to the same thing that we started. Is you know, entrepreneurs always identify problems. Mm -hmm. And they are continuously looking at what better can I do, mm -hmm. uh, you know, help this um, this client. And if you start mm -hmm. to think the employers that you work with as a customer, and mm -hmm. you as a you know as a, as a service or as a problem solver, I think you will you you may have a different thinking around it, mm -hmm. and you, it might also impact your questioning. It might also yeah. impact your resume. It might also impact. Yeah your LinkedIn profile, it might impact those things. But I think the thinking is critical mm. in this part. And I'll give you another example because it's also yeah. one of the other things that is important, I think, is to look at the relationships that you have with people um, and don't be afraid to ask. Just 
sometimes just not being afraid to ask. Like, I mean, I got my first job out, out of uni by ringing up my lecturer at the time and just because I had a relationship and asking. And he said no that day, but then the next day somebody contacted him and I was top of mind and I got, got my first job. But another example is, you know, and again, you know, we, we talk sort of being uh, volunteering to find to find work, but volunteering is a great way to build up relationships. And I'll just give another example again from my own experience, because I think those are really, you know, the story makes it real, basically. Um, I used to, when I was um, coming out of the corporate world, I did some volunteer work at the Asylum Seekers Centre helping refugees, or Asylum Seekers, sorry, um, find jobs. And I had one, um, organization that was in the local area that had um, our eco business selling um, environmental products online and they wanted to support um, the, the center. So they asked me if I knew, you know, I could place some asylum seekers in, and I was doing this voluntarily in that organization. And I got chatting with the director there just through the act of, of doing that. And I was looking for work again at the time myself. So it's in the process of sort of building up my, my business. And um, so I'm like, who do I know that might need my help? And so I emailed the director that I met, whose name was Esther, with an email that said, why not pester Esther? And um, basically said, oh, you know, really great. Thank you so much for supporting the cause. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking for work myself at the moment. So if you know, if, you know, if you have any opportunities for a talented individual like myself, and she came back and I, I got a part-time job out of it. So again, I, I, I didn't really go into too much depth. I just used the fact that we had a relationship and I knew about her business and I guess had developed that trust through doing something, um, giving something. So, you know, we talk about volunteering, but volunteering is a great way to, um, build relationships with people, but also, you know, connect with a whole lot of other businesses often um, yeah. as well, which, you know, that that basically worked for me. So, yeah. And I know you recommend to your clients volunteering um, as well. In Absolutely. That yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, you know, not, uh, you know, volunteering is, uh, you know, I recommend it for two reasons. One is obviously to get, the local experience in the Australian market. Uh, mm. Secondly, also to build your confidence and, and kind of understand how Australian work uh, systems really function. Mm. Uh, you know, at the same time, it, it does not uh, sort of you know get, guarantee you a job. Uh, you know, through their network in the hidden job market. Mm. Uh, you know, but it just it just gives you different perspective. It just opens up your mind to a lot of other things. That is. Uh, you know, that are out there, um, you know, that the organizations are doing and identifying some of those problems. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I can also then sort of, you know, divert the attention a little bit on being creative, you yeah. know, because, you know, you know, being entrepreneurial also involves that you approach the, 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 the presentation and the, you know, projecting you or promoting you in a bit more creative way mm -hmm. than the traditional way. Because, you know, uh, you and I agree that uh, you know the traditional way is works, but it you know it takes a while for it to work. You've got to be able to find more creative approaches to to really 
you know, reach out to the decision makers, uh, you know, effectively, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, and and you know, there is there are things that in these times that people can do, uh, you know, to 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 really make their mark or to really stand out. Uh, one of the one of the things that I um, I believe that people can do is to create their video pitch. Yep. On on LinkedIn, uh, you know, it, it's you know LinkedIn is, is is the platform around this, and with the video feature, I think it makes perfect sense to have a yep. great video pitch. I'm not talking about video resume much. It's kind of resume, but it's more in in the in the domain of pitching that you are pitching a product you're pitching yourself to the prospective mm-hmm. employees or recruiters so so what you know what are your sort of observations and and tips around if, we, if somebody wants to i know do a video pitch and you know, after seeing this linkedin live they get inspired and they say i'm going to yeah. you know do that what what do you think you know people should or can talk about or should talk about yeah uh, in, of video pitching i think it needs to be the same as well actually just to wind back a little bit some organizations actually have if you're interested in applying here send a video and tell us how you can help so i think if the pitch is about you right then you say things like hi i'm carolyn i'm a great communicator and great team player and i've got x years experience in you know da 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 and um, you know, I've got this skill, that skill, that skill, that skill. I would tune out pretty quickly from that because it's just oh. not, you're only ever going to luck it for that to be relevant. Oh. I would actually say um, something, again, along the lines of, you know, um, how you might structure that that written pitch and it might be, oh. you know, say, say for example, I was, I was sending a video pitch to you, it's like, Hi, Najat, my name's Carolyn and I'm sending you this or recording this because I actually really love the work that you do um, with your career down under and I'd love to have a chat with you about, you know, ways that I could support you with the work that you do. So if you ever have a need for a resume writer or a LinkedIn profile writer, um, you know, I'd I'd really love to have a chat. Now, that said it really um, broadly. but yeah. it's it's a sincerity. It's like I know your business, mm. I know what you do, and I'd love to have a discussion around. I think there's yeah. possibly these three areas, and I'd love to have a discussion um, around around yeah. that because I've got that track record, and I keep it really simple. But make it so personal and relevant, yeah. like make it directly. Like that Ooh. that video that you're recording is just to that person, and yeah. showing real interest in the work that they do. Um, and maybe identifying two or three ways that you possibly could help with that, um, mm. you know, and getting over there, yeah. getting over the um, uh, what is it, the stiffness or the anxiety, or getting over yeah. yourself with, yeah. with a video, yeah. you know, because people really yeah. just see that you're a human being, that you've got personality, that you know you can connect with them, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Have, I agree. The clients, the pictures that your clients have done that way, have they? Yeah. What have they included in them? So none of my clients have done the video pitching except the ones yeah. that we did with the, the physical pitches that we did as yeah. part of the Oscars Got Fresh Talent. Yeah. Um, you know, but but I think there are two two aspects. So, you know, you touched upon the other aspect where if I if I want to work with a company and if I see that the project manager 
is only this part of my day. Then I can create a personalized speech, send mm. it as a message to mm. that particular person. The other video pitch is more for general consumption. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is about you know is is creating a a real simple story around my name is such and such. Uh, you know, what problems do I solve? So I work with you know uh, telecommunication companies, help them to improve their um, you know their efficiency around delivering customer service and i have worked with such and such company and this is what i've delivered so far so if you know of a of any telecommunication company or if there's anybody in your network that you can tag me with i'll be you know, uh, you know i'll be very grateful of that but creating uh, you know that kind of video pitch and i i think that linkedin has got that kind of power that people like it People are going to, you know, tag that that person in that they know, uh, because it 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 is that that uh, kind of amount of risk that you take, and the because it requires a bit more courage uh, mm. than just recording it, because then you're mm. putting it out there, and you are you're telling the world that you are unemployed, and you know, mm. uh, you know you're you're really being vulnerable at that situation. But I think it's a well worth taking the risk because. Number one is that the traditional job market, the way you're doing, it's not working. So you might want mm. to try something else. Uh, and mm. video pitch is in my view. And currently in this environment, I think it's it's a great, uh, you know, great differentiator, uh, mm. you know, especially on LinkedIn. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, you also want to have a good size of LinkedIn network so they reach out to more and more people. Mm. Uh, you know, so if you've got 10 people in your network, I would not recommend you to do video pitch mm. unless you've got a few hundred people on it because mm. then then there's a chance that the video pitch can can reach to the right person mm. and it's just not about that the person will you know it's not hollywood or bollywood that people will say hey i found my next superstar can you come and work for me right? That's not this how person is a work. business analyst and they can do bollywood dancing we've got to have them <laughs> right so, so that's not the point the point is that the other person gets an interest and say, you know what, let's have a chat with this person. Mm -hmm. He's, he or she's struggling. Let's have a chat and see what, what, is, what can be done. I think there, there, is, there is an element in my view, you know, you know Caroline, is the, is the element of, um, you know, what we say, um, curiosity, the element mm -hmm. of helping someone. If, I, if, if it's in front of me, uh, you know, then I'll, I'll be kind of willing to help them out. So that's my view on, on video pitching, mm. um, you know, something that people can, any other creative, innovative ideas that you have, uh, you know, your clients or you've implemented? Yeah, um, well, a few, actually. Again, um, it's sort of like a, it is a pitch, but it's a pitch that's proving your value, right? So yeah. often in this time, I reckon people will be saying, you know, do some work for free type thing um, to demonstrate your value. Um, so one of the things that I did as a pitch uh, when I was wanting, again, to transition out of the corporate world and not too sure about what I wanted to do was I pitched a, an idea to um, a relevant, an industry magazine, an HR magazine. And, again, it was based on understanding what their their needs were, like what their audience actually wanted. 
So, um, and where there was a gap. So the idea basically was that I'd been working, just to give a bit of background, I'd been working um, on a committee at, at work around getting people to volunteer and I got very little uptake at, in my job for that. So I was one, my, the, the, the thing that I had curiosity about was how do you actually engage people? How do you get people excited about doing something? Because I, I was actually failing at that with, well, I felt like I was failing at that at the time with the work that I was doing. And I really wanted to write. For some reason, I wanted to write. So I I sent an idea to the editor of um, an HR magazine saying, I've got this problem at work. It's about how to engage people. Um, I'm in HR and I know a lot of HR policies um, end up as a bit of paper on a shelf, basically, or a file or, you know, online that nobody looks at. I, re I really think there's a need to um, help HR managers with how to better engage people. Would you be interested in um, me writing an article around that, interviewing some top companies? And they said yes to that. So, um, I, you know, I gave a little bit of background and said, you know, I've, I've got this experience in writing and I've got an HR background, da-da-da-da-da. So I wrote the article for free and um, it it took me ages to write because I was the first thing that I'd ever ever written. I was so careful. Um, yeah. So I interviewed these companies, and I I wrote the article for free, and I sent it sent it back, and I said, oh by the way, I, I, do you, do you pay for these? So I didn't actually ask to be paid first off. And they're like, oh no, we don't. <laughs> anyway, damn. But they published it right. So then I had a published track record, um, yeah. and then they offered me more paid work. So that's you know that's. It. Like again, the, the elements in there are understanding what your audience might need. So they actually needed mm. an article for these reasons because that was something that their mm. audience struggled with, and offering a solution which was actually writing an article that explored that better ways to engage, and mm. um, you know that you know I I, I did it for free. I, I would have done it for free, but I thought I'd you know sure. see if it would pay me. But um, yeah, they ended up paying me off a whole bunch of articles yeah. later on, but which led to, to something else. So yeah, that's an example of a pitch. And I think sometimes yeah. it is, um, you know, work out what's the best way to get your message across. So if mm. something that's better read, then you know, write it. If it's something that's better said, um, yeah. like the conversation, you know, with the. Um, previous conversation that I mentioned from volunteering was probably a good conversation yeah. over the phone because you can get tone in there. If it's something yeah. that it's better for people to watch in a mm. video, you know, do it do it that way. But think about yeah. what's the message and how are people going to receive and best understand um, the message mm. that I want to get across. But all, all of those things show that you've done some homework on, mm. you know, organization in, yeah. in some way so yeah excellent that's that's really good obviously you know uh, another another one that i think you've done that and i've also done it once is around sending uh you know a creative message to uh you know uh, to the potential uh you know employer or the recruiter yeah. is because we receive so many uh kind of uh you know emails uh but we don't we rarely receive a snail mail something that doesn't come through yeah. for us, yeah. you know uh now uh, 
you know, obviously there is a postal service, you know, which is currently not working uh, in many parts of the of the world, and sometimes it might be disruptive right now. But that's one way of really, you know, reaching out to the straight to the decision maker. Yeah. Uh, with, with a return, uh, you know, application with a return later, a job search later, direct later. Uh, yeah. You know, what are your suggestions around it? Then I've got a you know, really good story uh, yeah. on that. What are your suggestions on that one? Um, I've done it a couple of times with clients. Yeah. And I've actually done it a couple of times myself. So, um, yeah, so it depends on the person. So it, it, it depends on the sector, right? So oh. this example with one of my clients was to one of the wine companies um, and oh. he, he'd been working in manufacturing, but he had a great interest oh. in wine. So oh. um, we sent a letter to this old-fashioned letter to the CEO saying um, why, like, one, passion for wine, two, following the developments of the company, three, um, these developments have led me to believe that you've got these specific challenges that I can help you with. I'd appreciate, you know, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, flat, I'm flagging my interest, but I'd appreciate yeah. an opportunity to discuss those with you. Because it was a letter, the CEO yeah. got it from his EA, you know, opened the letter. Um, so it didn't get lost in the email. And it was the type exactly. of company who knew that letters would be opened. I don't know why. It was yeah. just the culture of the company. Um, and... Well, while he didn't get to have a meeting with the CEO, he had to get uh, had got a meeting with his equivalent in that that organisation, and oh. a, a job didn't come out of it, but a relationship did come out yeah. of it. Then who knows where that that might end up? So it's kind of like again, you know, I wouldn't send a letter to the CEO of Google because whatever, sure. but certainly to the CEO of a where you know that the CEO will actually yeah. get to read that or the. Um, that letter, yeah, for sure. That's yeah, you know a strategy yeah. that's worked. Yeah, and also the hiring manager, not necessarily the CEO. If you yeah, are looking yeah. at work as a project, you know, project, uh, you know, coordinator, test analyst, business analyst, then you've got to think yeah. about who will you really approach. And LinkedIn is a great way for you to really figure out the name of the person. Yeah. And then sending it out to them. One of the examples sort of, that I just, can do. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just please. wanted to say something about that because. You've got to send it to the person that will take that letter seriously, right? So the person that has um, some power within the organisation, the person that you know would value um, that, you know, would really appreciate the fact that somebody's interested in in that organisation. If it's somebody that um, just doesn't get that or you suspect won't get it or has, you know, no pride in the the organisation and what they do, then... It's you know it's a bit of hit and miss. So yeah, just sorry, I wanted to make that point. But yeah, 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 yeah. Agree. One of the things that we did with one of uh, my client, and she used to work in a furniture store. Uh, this is the work that I did in occupational rehabilitation, uh, and she had uh, you know an injury that prevented her to continue to work. And uh, she used to be, she studied architecture before, many, many years back. And uh, when we started to talk about the career options, she said she wants to work as a color host. I did not even know what do we mean by color. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. But then she explained that color host is a person who helps uh, new home buyers select the colors, the colors of the cabinet, the colors of the, the, the walls, the ceiling and everything to make sure that it matches with everyone and help them to really create a, the feel of the home. Mm. And she had an immense interest and she has also got an experience because she studied architecture. So obviously these are very specific roles. This, they, you know, we looked at for a, for two, three months and there's no job advertised for color mm. homes, right? So then I said, you know, let's create, let's implement a really creative approach. So what we did was if you go to a trade store, uh, you know, big hardware, so you'll find the color, uh, you know, those cards, which are, you know, you know, rectangular in shape and it's got a ring at the end where you can flick that through. So what we decided is that how about we create a resume like that? Because it there's two things. One is it's, it is like it, it relates to the color part. Mm. And we created a resume, uh, you know, 15, 20 different slides, uh, uh, you know, which is the one quarter size of the A4. So it, and we laminated that. Mm. And we sent it to five big builders, um, you know, in Melbourne. Uh, to the HR team because we didn't know who do we send it to. We said head send it to the HR manager. I found the name on LinkedIn and mm. we, we sent it out. So after a week, she received an email from one of the big builders of uh, the human yeah. resource manager. And she said that, look, you know, I'm I'm absolutely amazed with the creativity that you demonstrated. I've never in my life have seen anybody present themselves with this kind of creativity. Mm. We don't have a position right now available, the position that you are seeking. But if there's anything available, you are the first person that we will call out on you yeah. to, to really, you know, you know, up, uh, you know, for an interview. And what what they did to her is that that immediately boosted the confidence. She said, "Wow, this works, right? Mm -hmm. That I can have a very creative approach." Now, mind you, that resume to to produce costed us three dollars to produce mm. the whole thing and probably we spent two dollars in sending it so in 25 dollars we spent it to five companies now why am i saying it because you know we feel sometimes that our creative resume might be too expensive blah 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 mm. it's not you know there are there are a lot of people have done this kind of work to mm. to really stand out and and why we are emphasizing on this right now because we are in unprecedented time Mm. Uh, it's not that the companies are not hiring or won't hire, but in order for you to be to really stand out, you got to do things which are different to someone mm. else, including myself or including Caroline. We, as a business, uh, you know, owners, we also have to do things which other people don't do. Mm. Uh, you know, so it's not that we are different in in a lot of the situations that job seekers face. It's just that we are. You know, in in a business domain, and a lot of the work that you, you know other people do, they're in job and career domain. Mm. So that's what I want to to leave with is that it is absolutely fine for you to be creative, uh, you know, and and being more more different to how do you approach uh, employers. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, and you'll stand out. Um, but you've you've got to think about who they are and like understand understand their business and where what you could offer could fit in to help them do something basically that would be 
um, my major tip. One thing I just wanted to pick up on and just talk about before we go is, you know, we talk to people about doing informational interviews and that's yeah. another example of um, being entrepreneurial. But the question around going and just having a chat to somebody about what they do, often people can't, you know, that, that's an informational interview. You're finding out some information that could help support you in a career direction. Yeah. But often people go, well, how does that actually help me find a job? Um, so I just wanted to have a chat or give some examples of how you can turn that into a job and maybe you've got a couple of examples as well, Nash. But, um, yeah. you know, if you go, I... Um, I've gone and had caught up with people that I know. Like I've gone and caught up with um, an, you know, a, an old boss of mine that I hadn't seen for a number of years and had a chat just about, um, you know, what they're up to and how they're enjoying life and, and so forth, and effectively doing an informational interview about, you know, what's going on in their business and their sector. And then just but just kept a very um, close ear on, a few challenges that they were having. So, you know, one of the questions I think, you know, was like, what, what's going on? What are you finding challenging at the moment, mm. given the environment? And um, then what I did after that was um, followed up with a really great to catch up again. If you mm. need help with that thing that you said, um, I'd love to be able to um, mm. be kept in mind to help you with that. I think that's something I, I, I could help. So no, like a low key, no pressure, under, mm. but understand and you know what's going on but essentially like um you know an informational interview and it's the same with another one that i did when i wanted to really um you know explore different career opportunities for myself mm. i went and had a chat to um you know, i was working in recruitment at the time and i went and had a chat mm. to a former colleague that had start had been working mm. in recruitment and started a magazine to find out what she loved about mm. writing and what it took to be successful and then said, oh, at the end of that, said, oh, if you've, you know, ever need an article written, please let me know. So, mm. you know, in those sorts of meetings, it is about mm. um, asking questions and, you know, the person that you're seeing is the expert of their area, um, but also listening carefully for anything that they might identify as a, yeah. a, a challenge coming up. So, um, you know, Nation, I, we always talk about doing that kind of information yeah. interviewing. That's the kind of, you know, technique that that, that works really well. So there's a great saying I heard once, which was like, nobody know, nobody cares, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care, yeah. and those sorts yeah. of things really work work that Absolutely. way. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that uh, comes to an end of another uh, LinkedIn Live or, uh, you know, career care package. We'll be coming to, uh, to deliver another career care package to your screen tomorrow, 3 p.m. Melbourne time. Tomorrow we'll be talking to, uh, you know, talking to someone else about an exciting topic again. So stay tuned, um, you know, until we meet again, stay safe, stay healthy uh, and look after yourself. See you, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
If you want to know more about how your career down under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.